This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live at the Boys Cast. Sup, geek bitches? That's my new thing. I'm going to come out. That's my thing. Rogan's going to come out. I'm sort of the guy that says, uh, what's up, freak bitches? I said, Mr. Rogan, uh, yeah, I heard you, but I said geek bitches. I don't know if we're having a lines of miscommunication cross, but you said freak bitches. I said geek bitches. That's sort of my thing. And he goes, yeah, it sounds the same. I go, Ugh, Fine. And then my new podcast, I say, sup, sheep, bitches. <laughs> Listen, all you sheep. And I have to get a call from Rogan again. I said, buddy, you're still copying me. I go, okay, listen, Joe, I'm, you know, I'm trying to see eye to eye here. I don't want to be copying you. Which I'm, I think I come up with someone original and you're like, that's my thing. Okay, fine. Mr. Rogan, the king, King Rogan. Let's, how about this? What's up, sheik bitches? They're sheiks. Everyone that listens to my thing is Indian princes. Is that a problem? Because I don't see you with an entire audience of Indian princes that are for the boys. Now, I'm a little hungover on the boys cast. I was partying the last couple of days. I'm networking. You gotta, you know, you just gotta get out there and network. I was out there just getting plastered up. I took 95 shots for the networking experience. You know, some of you guys are at homes. No, I don't care about my career. Yeah, I care about my career. That's why I'm vaping. That's why I'm buying disposable vapes and chugging drinks. That's why I'm out here at the park with some of my friends from the native community just chugging Mo Dry. They are having a party out there. I run by the East Village. There's like 12 like native dudes. They are rocking out. That looks like the funnest life. Just crushing tall cans with the dogs at 9 a.m. Jealous. I have to be out there doing that for my career. I'm trying to make a name. I'm, I'm out there. Uh, I'm doing shots. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to be partying like a fucking animal. I don't want to be crushing beer cans on my head, playing beer pong, winning. Everyone's chanting my name. People are throwing pussy at me. I say, listen, I'm not interested. This is a work event. I'm out here making. I'm making moves. I don't want to be doing that. I didn't want everyone to chant, ole, 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 ole. Well, I chug my 25th beer and then smash the beer on the ground and eat the glass. I'm doing this for the, for the lols, for you guys. So I can, so I can make the right moves in my career. I'm Hollywood Ryan Long now. That's what uh, the guys do in Hollywood. They always make sure they go with the party. They go, who's going to be there? And then they make sure it's famous enough. Like Johnny Depp. Now, when's, what's he been in? Do I want do I want to grace Johnny Depp with my presence? I'll tell you one thing. I didn't realize a lot of the girls that I know here, they go, listen, I don't want to go on the subway anymore because it's like the crazy. I told you the crazies have officially taken over this city. You go to Union Square. There's a, not a single person that isn't, you know, has an entire life in a shopping cart. So these people are completely taken over the place. And then on the subways, you go, it's like in a friggin apocalyptic movie. But every girl is saying she's like, I don't I can't take the subway anymore because I'm afraid I'm just going to get like my, my skin 
skin peeled off and they're going to wear it as a fashion accessory by these crazies. And then my buddy was like, what I do is I always carry a blade now. And I go, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be that guy. Three homeless guys come up to me on the subway, jacked, jacked out of their mind. They got lots of time to work out, doing pull-ups, push-ups in the park, coming up to me like, yo, we're going to, you know, homeless rush you. I believe that's a technical term. And then I pull out my Swiss army knife and I was like, yeah, why don't you say that to this corkscrew? Pulling out a blade is the number one way for me to get stabbed with a blade. I got no interest in doing that. No, thank you. Dude, if my girl, I have a buddy who listens to this uh, podcast sometimes too. He's like a, he was, he went on a trip with his girlfriend and then there was an earthquake and he ran, he ran away from the earthquake and she didn't let him hear the end of it for like six years. <laughs> that would be me. Uh, if I was with a chick and the crazies came up and she'd be like, uh, Ryan, I'd be switching to the next car. She's like, Ryan, get your corkscrew from your Swiss army knife. No, thank you. Now, America, the land of the free. Now, I've seen about 40 articles in the last little bit being like, America is crumbling. This is the end of the empire. Now, whatever. They want to post that all they want. That's what I do. I get late to things. I, you know, I was in a band the last year. You can basically make any money and be a musician. And then I started had TV shows when they were, TV shows were essentially obsolete. <laughs> and digital was taking over. Now, I moved to New York scene as they shut down everything for COVID. Stand up no longer exists. And now I moved to America as it's crumbling. Whatever. But the funny part to me was that every article I read, I've read like 4,000 articles. You know, what did I say? 40? It was 4,000. I lied the first time. It was 4 trillion articles. And people are posting this. The, the funny part is the post and the article, the gist of it is like, sick, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. America's crumbling and this is fucking awesome. It's like, I've never seen people more happy for their country. They're like, China's actually taking over and America's economy is doing good. And they're like, ha see, we actually suck. You're like, I mean, you're, you're in this too. You're a part of this. The amount of people that are completely fine with America just going to complete shit to prove essentially a point. So I've been experiencing uh, uh, a large volume of that. Now, Friday, the boys cast. The day for the boys. Saturdays are for the boys. Fridays are also for the boys. And every other day is for the boys. However, the only day that's not for the boys, I would say, is laundry day. If I... (laughs) So every day is for the... uh, Every day is... They get one day a week and it's laundry day. And that's fine. You know, I'm trying to say... Trying to be fair to the chicks. And I have to be fair. One thing I do have to say. And I sort of mentioned a bit of this before. But, you know, my general persona is, my general perspective is dudes kick the most ass and chicks can fucking eat a dick. <laughs> now, I've said this, I've, I've said this before, but I got to give credit where credit's due. Man, girls are better at acting than guys. It, <laughs> and this is including me, my all of my friends. Whenever you get a girl actor, you're always like, yo, can you do this, do this? And they are better at it. They, they've listened to what you say. They, they kind of, you don't even have to finish it because they essentially kind of can see your energy of like, uh, yeah, uh, that was okay. They're like, oh, you wanted it more like this. Whereas every single guy in the world, <laughs> and myself very much included, you just do like the Norm McDonald's of the world. Everyone just plays the exact same role in a movie a th- hundred thousand times. Personalities are malleable. Oh, I just found out how to make it bad. It's because girls don't have a personality. Girls have malleable personalities that change every two seconds. Which personality you get? Whereas us dudes with our strong personalities, they can't be shifted right and left at a whim, at a director's whim who's paying us. No thanks. 
So, anyways, the credit where credit's due. Girls are fucking definitely better at being actors and taking direction. But what they're worse at is they have no respect for garments. I would never let a chick. Uh, she was like, "Oh, I'll do your laundry because I was speaking of laundry." And it's like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. I know what girls do to laundry. They give you the shrink and pink formula. That is what every don't if you think you should trust your girl with laundry every single one shrinking and pinking started with my mom every girlfriend and I'm sure that part of it is like let me wreck your fucking shit so then you never I'll never ask me again but uh, every girl that I ever dated has had a permanent ban from touching my fucking shirts so in the last little while I'm going to talk about a couple things today in the last little while there's been obviously clearly a a bunch of people that have been coming at my stuff being like this guy is the problem and all this sort of stuff you know what I mean which is extra ironic when I make videos being like you know you guys are bitches for complaining about everything and then they're like I'm complaining about this too so you can't you can't stop me one of the funny things is because I've been having meetings with all these like managers and agents or whatever and all like a lot of different people and to be honest, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I've, I've been kind of like, yeah, like, I don't know, pitch me or whatever. But it's funny because I'm like, you know, one of the big questions I'm asking is always, hey, so what's what's your policy on like, have you had a client that you've dropped because of, you know, something they said? Uh, you know, because I, I, what happens is as soon as you attach yourself to any of these big companies, even if it's just like a booking agent, even like with with fucking Ari, like uh, when he had the Kobe thing, like basically what happens is the, your agent fires you and then they have the story is like his agent dropped him. So you as soon as you attach yourself to any of these things, it leaves you vulnerable for them to fucking attack the agency and all the other pussy ass comedians that are on every agency to go like, I'm leaving if you don't fire him. So it kind of like. You know, so I want to make sure that you're not that agency's that, or whoever I'm going to work with. I don't want you to be like the minute the thing. And it's funny, like th there's two parts of it. One, it's how much these Hollywood people do not give a shit. So it's funny because the whole industry, the whole thing is all like, this is your one opinion you have to have. And then every guy you talk to, they're like, yeah, dude, I don't give a shit. Like I'll pretend I'll post a friggin' what I get. What am I posting? A rainbow flag? Like, okay, whatever. Pride. Ah, here's me sucking a dick. I run the agency. Are, are you, are you guys happy? Can I make my $2 million in peace now? Like these guys don't give a shit. They just want to make money. But it's funny because it's the same way. I remember with my mom, when the fucking Shane Gillis thing happened, I go, I was like, yeah, I, it's a little stressful because they're trying to wreck everyone's fucking thing. And my mom goes, yeah, but you don't like you're not homophobic. So why would that? I go, yeah, neither is he or whatever racist. Like, yeah, neither is he or that. He that's my point. You know, I don't think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you're almost there. And you sort of have these conversations where people are like, well, obviously, you would only be in trouble if you said something really racist. I'm like, yeah, that. That's what they're going to say. Yeah, see, what you just said, that's what I'm asking you about. If someone says that I'm really racist or sexist or homophobic or calling shit gay, whatever the fuck you want to find on me, I go, will that be a problem? And you're like, you're not. I go, yeah, no, I know I'm not. But I'm telling you how this shakes down. And they're like, I don't know. No one cares. You know, the whole, they, they're all, they're all pretending they don't care. They're like, yeah, dude, we just want to make your content. So I guess the answer is for a lot of these places there. Yes, they will leave you in a fucking heartbeat, but in theory, they don't give a shit. So anytime you see any agent dropping anyone, just know, unless it, the agent was like a chick that's super woke, just know that most of the times they didn't give two shits. So because of all these people that were like talking shit to me about this and that, I was kind of watching some of them and looking at some of them and then there was a part of me, especially in this, like, in the intellectual community, I'm like, am I, am I, can I handle, like, arguing with those guys in debates and stuff? And then I kind of realized, 
you know, they have their big words and their thing, but I go, yeah, but we're talking about art and comedy. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can't imagine any of those people <clears throat> knowing more than me in, in that realm. And I started thinking about it. And then I just spent the entire day arguing with other people in my head. <laughs> I spent an entire day going through people's criticisms about me and arguing with them to the point where, like, I'm, I was literally, like, sitting beside someone and I'm just like, mm, and another, blah, blah, blah. And just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just uh, pwning someone. <laughs> I'm just I'm just giving someone the gears. Yeah, take that. Another one. Oh, snap. Who are you talking to? Myself? What? So I want to go through a few of the big things that people say about my videos and the big, like, criticisms that people try to say to tell you why they're worst and say why they're fucking retards. So for one, I would say the woke racist thing, one of the big things that do a lot of videos, people say this about, but that one specifically, so many people kind of came at that when they were arguing and the gist of it was no one says that they'd be like, Oh, um, I would say black people, um, you know, they're, they have internalized racism if they date a white person or white people, uh, are fetishizing the girl and, they, and their criticism would be like, Oh, this is a straw man. No one says that. And they would kind of go through them and be like, who thinks this? And you go, what the fuck world do you think you're living in? Okay, this, and let me just explain how I do a videos. For one, when I have when I have an idea, I think about that for like months. So a lot of times people send me ideas, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's like an idea for a funny thing. But like, what I do is more think about like a really aggressive point I want to make, and then once I really nail that, then I think about how to make like a funny video and stuff like that. And that's why I do stand up. But I I'm very um, I don't have like loose loose uh, morals and criteria on ethics in terms of, for example, like I did one video that I haven't released yet, but, and I'm talking about, I wanted to make the point that, that it's about make your cause about everything. So the idea is that everyone, they start, they have a point and then they have to cram everything in there and make, and I wanted to say, because of feminism, you know, when they had the feminist march, it was about everything under the sun. You know, it starts and they're like women and then before it's about Trump and then it's about the fucking environment. And then one of the, I wanted to use the environment because it was like, make, the, the environment is a feminist issue that's what basically they said and I had a couple ideas I want I thought it'd be funny to say sports is a feminist issue and I was like you know because of the WNBA stuff and I kind of felt like there might have been a thing so when I was doing that I typed in you know the sports is a feminist idea agenda or whatever and then I found like three or four articles but it, I didn't find a hundred articles. So in my mind, I was like, okay, this isn't really something that takes off, that's, that's taken off. But when I said uh, the environment is a feminist issue, I found like 55 articles in 10 seconds. And you're like, no, these are mainstream publications that are saying this. The same reason with like a joke. When I'm saying a point in a joke, a lot of times I'll be like, oh my, you know, my chick said this to me or whatever, but it's only works because it's something that people say. Like, for example, I was like, oh, my girl the other day was like, you know, you don't know what it's like to be a, a guy and walk alone at night and feel unsafe or to be a girl and feel unsafe walking home at night. And everyone like, and then I argue with that in the joke or whatever and say why it's wrong. But that's a, it's not a straw man because people, everyone knows people that do say that, you know, that's what these, a lot of brutal comics, they, they say a point and then they argue a point that no one says. They'll go, 
you know, my buddy was saying that like a black guys are bad at basketball and you're like, black guys are bad at basketball. Like why would like, have you ever seen basketball? So you're arguing something you're like, yeah, but no one actually thinks that. But for me, I'm very aggressive about the points I'm saying that I'm arguing against. Are, 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 it's not just th- something someone says. It's like an idea that's taken hold that's wrong. So if I looked up those points I was making, you know, the appropriation stuff, like white people should stop wearing dreadlocks. There's a hundred of them. You go, these are points that everyone says that has that ideology. And maybe a lot of people don't think that. They're like, oh, they're a little crazy. Yeah, but they won't tweet it because they don't want to fucking go against their thing. Go, I don't see them tweeting it that I don't, oh, I'm super woke, but dreadlocks are a problem or black people, you know, uh, white people aren't fetish. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not, um, you're not publicly saying that because you're afraid to. And that's why I am not, not to say that like people listening to this are, cause I'm sure you guys don't fucking give a shit about any of the nonsense, but that's one thing they were calling my things a straw man, like the diversity thing. You're like, Oh, that's like, that's not actually like that. And you go, yes, it is. A thousand people message me. I go, I wouldn't, it wouldn't strike a chord if it was a straw man. That's why when the people go to Trump and they're like, here's my impression of Trump. I'm stupid and I'm orange. And everyone's like, well, okay. Like there doesn't strike a chord because it's not an accurate thing that you're fighting against. So the reason why people in Silicon Valley were feeling me so much and everything posted it is because they've experienced that firsthand or it wouldn't work. So A, by design, the things wouldn't connect with people so much if they weren't actual real things that people seen and heard people say that. So I thought that was like the first one is people always like, no one says that whenever someone has a good criticism of woke shit and they go, okay, as if people say that and you go, yeah, they do. I don't think you realize how crazy your fucking movement is. (laughs) You're a bunch of psychopaths. And then the other one, people go, well, easy for two white guys to say. You know, I've had that in uh, in my video, even the diversity one I just did. People go, pretty easy take for a white guy. You know, people say that. And this is not just by any means videos. This is in your own personal lives, everything. People will always kind of have uh, that take. You'll, you'll say something about racial, like, oh, yeah, you're a white guy. You say that and you go, okay. So what should happen? Should I disappear? Do, do Is there certain issues that I'm not allowed to talk about because of my skin color. Is that is that where we're at? Why would the fact that I'm white make me have a worse opinion on that? And they would have to say, well, because you don't get it because your experience is like, okay, so are you not allowed to talk about white topics? Because you seem to talk about white people an awful lot and why they're the problem and blah, blah, blah. Are you allowed to do that? So why would you, why would someone... Why would, uh, well, I guess I, the truth is that mostly this is white people I'm talking about, but by your definition, should a black person not be able to talk about white people? And you go, no, of course they can talk about white people. And you go, so what, what is this? We pick six races and you go, everyone's allowed to have an opinion on everything except for white people can't have an opinion on race. And you want to make it the number one thing in the world. And you know what? The truth is a lot of people would be happy to not be talking about trans stuff all the time, but you don't get to say, Hey, here's the hot topic. It's going to be trans talk 95 times a day, tranny hour. You get your pen and paper out and we're talking about it. Oh, also you can't talk about it. It's one or the other pal. So that's the second one. They go, you don't get to have an opinion on this. You go, yeah, well I do. (laughs) And they're like, well, we're going to try to stop it. And you're like, good luck with that. You know, I guess, yeah, I guess game on of me trying to say what I have to say as a person who speaks for a living on what you've created as the most topical issues. I'll try to, you can try to zip me up and I'll try to keep talking. And I guess that's the dance we'll do. That's the jig we're going to play. So that's a second one. Number three, people say, 
Um, number three, and this is what a huge criticism that everyone says of, you know, artists, anyone that's doing fucking edgy shit, all these like podcasters. This is the biggest thing they say. Your audience is a bunch of deplorables. They do the Hillary Clinton. They go, okay, well, how about this? Here's like a white nationalist that liked your tweet, you know, whatever it is. And you go, well, and they go, well, I'm not saying he's racist, but he seems to have a lot of racists like him. Or I'm not saying he's sexist, but he seems, you know, they do that whole thing. And you go, here's a, here's a thousand reasons why you're wrong. One, just from, I've mentioned this before. So this is just the, the base level. So I'm not even going to count it as a point. This is just the base level is obviously you shouldn't have to apologize. Same reason McDonald's shouldn't have to apologize for someone coming to the thing. And fucking Mick Jagger shouldn't have to apologize for someone who liked the fucking Rolling Stones. That's the obvious one. But here are th- three reasons why they're wrong. One. When you say that you have a lot of bad people liking your stuff or whatever. One, we have a different idea of what's bad. You know, you're like a Nazi's like, and you're like, well, the, obviously the answer is I don't think that they're Nazis and either do they and either do their friends. You've called people, you know, you've decided that this group of people that thinks a certain way is wrong. You know, Jordan Peterson's a Nazi. These guys are the worst. So you've decided that. And then you're lumping in that category. So out of the gate, you're like, you have all these people, according to you, according to your standards. So you've made yourself judge of jury of what person gets to live, what person's allowed to listen to comedians. And then you're getting mad at the comedians for them listening. And you go, well, obviously we have a different idea of what's a fucking Nazi. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, if they are Nazis and bad or whatever people most of why is because of you. So if you think that there's all these bad people, you know, on the fucking too far on the right or whatever, most of that is because of people like you. And you go, oh yeah, a lot of people got sort of radicalized in the last little while or whatever. And there's people on the internet and you know, a lot of it I get. There's people fucking just trying to be funny and they're 14 and they're actually just kind of trolling or whatever. And there's people on both sides doing that. But the uh, one of the reasons is, is because people like you're when you're fucking wokeites, <laughs> You're woke thinkers. You go to people and you go, you're not allowed to be on my team. You got to be on that other team. And, and then you go, you're kicked out of this. You know, you were going to fire you from your job. We're going to kick you out of, uh, of the, of the normal internet. So you have to go on the bad internet. <laughs> you know, they go, you're not allowed to be on Twitter. Twitter's for good boys. You know, so you got to take your account kicked away. And now you have to be on, you know, 4chan and parlor. You're not allowed to stream on YouTube. You got to be on discord. And then, yeah, that's what happens when you say, if you, if you were in a high school, and there's a bunch of people that were just your average me's, you know, getting kicked out of the hall and suspended and stuff. Just your average troublemaker or whatever. You know, I don't think I'm like, you know, the worst kid in the world. I'm just like, like to cause trouble or whatever. And then you take all of them and then you take every single one of those and put those kids in a class. You take the 30 kids that you deem a problem and now you put those in a class and you say, you're all, you're not allowed to talk to the normal kids in the class. You're only allowed to talk to each other. You're like... Yeah, you better fucking believe that that group is going to get worse. So that's what you, if once you kick this group of people out of society, what do you think is going to happen? You put the 30 bad kids in a class and you lock the door and you're not allowed, they're not allowed to talk to anyone. They're going to be scheming and they're going to be scheming about you and they're going to be scheming to, you know, get worse and worse. And then you go, also, by the way, even if you do do good in school, you're not allowed to go to university because we've put the stain on your name. You go, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? 
And you can think of that in a million examples in different places where you go, this is what happens. We're going to kick you out. We're going to put you with the bad kids. And then you wonder why they get worse. So for two, if you think these people are bad, just so you know, it's like a lot your fault. So how about that? And number three, when you say you have a bunch of bad people, so do you. Okay, so if you're on, if you're on, like, which again, I'm not on a fucking side, but the reason why a lot of these people, and again, I don't, I don't see that at all that I have, like, most of the people that message me are just funny people that are kind of like, yo, your shit's funny, dude. Like, they're not crazy political or anything. I don't find that, like, the majority of people, obviously, there's, like, you know, a lot of libertarian people share my stuff or whatever, but I, to be honest, most of the people that message me and share my stuff are just normal people that think it's funny or whatever. But if you do want to accuse me of that, saying you're right or me or, you know, whatever. They say about fucking anyone, Rogan and uh, Calm Down, whoever you want to say has like, you guys are bad people, right? The the thing is um, that if you say they have the bad people on the right and you go, okay, so you're on the left. So that means you have the extremists on the left. What are those people posting? Like I've said, you have people legitimately saying, hey, what we need to do is... You know, but we need to gain a coup together, hang the landlords, steal their money, kill people, start a communist revolution. And you go, should you apologize for that? You know, and I've mentioned the landlord thing before, but it's a good one. But you go, should you be apologizing to me that your fans are threatening to murder me? You go, ah, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. well, some 14-year-old kid that's trolling in his basement also isn't actually threatening to murder someone for the most part. You, I think everyone's being a little hyperbolic. So now why don't you... Uh, so I think that a lot of times when people say that, that's a good thing to say. It's like, yeah, guess what? Like, if you're a fucking hardcore, like, left-wing, like, you know, kill the landlords, take the... Jeff Bezos needs to hang. We need to... We need to slit his neck, hang him upside down, and drink the blood one by one, and then swish it between each other's mouths. That's what the life we need to live. And Bezos needs the fate worse than death. We should take his head and put it in a jar and take turns pissing and shitting it on it. That's what he deserves. And you go, okay, should you apologize for that? So I think that's how to flip it on them that way. Next, a lot of times people say, you're just trying to be controversial. You know, you're just trying to be edgy and controversial and stuff like that. And you go, yeah, no, what? I'm actually trying to make good things. That's what I'm trying to do. Because I've also done very similar videos about music and about Toronto culture and stuff like that. And they were very similar. Right now, my own stuff, my stand-up, because I'm not going to make stand-up about fucking bass players. You know, the internet's a little bit of a place for niche stuff. But when I do stand-up and when I do my own perspective, yeah, no shit, I'm talking about culture and men and women. and really, Like, yes, yeah, stuff that's in my normal life because I'm not, not going to go on stage and be talking about some weird-ass, like, I'm talking about concert promoters. So, yeah, I'm, I've done this with things that aren't edgy. These are the things I'm noticing. And people will even do that to me. They go, this is stupid and I hate this. And I look back, I've had multiple people that have done this and I looked back and your last message to me was saying, oh my God, that video is hilarious. You just don't like that I'm poking, that what I'm saying now is making fun of your thing, which a lot of these people, again, some of these guys that go, you know, you're doing this. I go, what the fuck do you think I've been talking about on stage for the last 10 years? I go, look at my stand-up that I was doing seven years ago. I was making fun of this shit. So I don't know what the fuck you think is new about this. So you're wrong on three fronts there. I'm just making good stuff. The reason you it's edgy is because you've deemed anyone that takes your sacred cow is, you know, 
I, if anything, I thought Tim and Eric, I like stuff like that where they were just deconstructing formats. I like, you know, making fun of whatever the mainstream narrative, and, and especially this one when it's uh, been an all out war on me and my friends and trying to take us down for everything and telling us what you can say and what you cannot. You go, yeah, no shit. That's what I'm pushing back against. As an artist that speaks for a living and you trying to like make all these limits on what I can say and what I can do comedy about. And you go, why are people saying retard more? It's because you made it illegal. You know, why do people want to say gay so much now? And you're like, because people that are making good stuff don't like lists of things they can't say. That goes back to the Carlin thing I was talking about with Sam Tripoli, but... These people are so up their own asses that they actually use George Carlin as an example of, yeah, he thought that Andrew Dice Clay was being mean. And you go, do you remember his most famous bit, the seven words you can't say? It's 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 bonkers to be so uh, detached from reality that you don't see that the things have fucking switched. <laughs> and that's what these people are doing. So that's another one. Now I'm going to do uh, a few things video wise so number one this people say this about the podcast people say this about my stand-up and people say this about uh, the videos they say you're going too fast slow down now there's a lot of times you don't even need to address people's stupid criticisms you know i've said this before but in real life you know whether it's a girlfriend a person anything anyone that comes up to you and they have a criticism and then they have the answer stop listening after the criticism someone's like Hey, I think that you were, I didn't think that you were, uh, handled that interview good because, oh, no, 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 I'll, okay, fine. That might've been rude. I'll take your noted that you didn't like the way that I performed there. Let me think about it and see if I think that I should maybe do anything differently or put that together with my own beliefs. But as far as taking people's advice on how to, they always, they, they might be able to notice a problem. Like an audience can watch you and be like, yeah, I didn't like that joke. I think it was because, no, they go, that joke didn't work because the audience is too, I'm going to stop you right there. However, I will listen to your criticism that it didn't work. So you, I noted, but you don't know why you got no clue why there's way too many factors. You don't understand this game. Maybe, you know, maybe someone at the top will know why, but even still, even the top people I'm talking to, and I'm probably maybe somewhat guilty of this as well, but the, even the big people, it's like their advice is just how to be more like them. That's everyone's advice. So everyone's going to skinny you advice of how to be like them. Unless it's like specific logistical advice, you know, like, hey, I'm buying, uh, I'm going to start a portfolio and I'm wondering if you know the best of these two things. You know, that's the people advice you should get from people. So people say to me, slow down. And the reason I don't <clears throat> is because I have like an internal rhythm. And the funny part is people go, I'll be at a show. And I've, I remember the corner comedy club doing this, like, you know, three, four shows a night and I would have the best set and people would come up to me and they go, I felt like you uh, talked a little too fast. And I go, why did I have the best set then? So why was my set the best set of the night? Why did I crush? And your advice was I was talking too fast. And you're like, the answer is that when you speak slower, you will... I'm when I'm the speed I'm speaking at the speed I'm doing my videos at I'm losing about 10% of the people that can't keep up and but that's the pace that makes sense for me and if I leave my natural rhythm 
then I have nothing. So a lot of times I'll do jokes and I'll slow it down and I can feel that I'm like not on pulse and I'm kind of, I feel like I'm floating. So we're talking about when I make videos, I'm talking about moving things like a frame, which is the 24th of a second. And that's like, I'll toil over these little things and and then I'll watch it back and I'll go. So I have a natural rhythm. And as soon as I stop paying attention to that, and your your kind of attitude is like, yeah, but you're losing people. And, And a lot of times my mom would be someone who'd say, I go, yeah, this isn't for you. The same reason people said that about my band. It was too fast. And you go, yeah, that's the speed that I think at. And I know how I get what they're coming from. It's because whenever I listen to my sketches drunk, I feel like they move fast. <laughs> so that's like the, the pace that I like. And I mean, at that pace, I may not be able to be a fucking Jim Gaffigan or a Kevin Hart that has this big audience, but people that kind of connect with my pacing, that's who's going to like me. So people write on it. They're like, oh, I really like your videos, but I feel like they move fast. It's like, well, the answer is the videos aren't for you then. The answer is more, I I don't, uh, I really like your videos, but I actually don't because your pacing is fast for me and I want to move a little slower. And that's fine, but that's the answer for all of those things. This is what I feel comfortable. And those is probably even slowed down a little as I get older. I've become probably a little more calm, but I still have an internal rhythm and I, I, I edit things like a drummer. And that's how I think about that. Option, another one. The music's too loud. So that's one thing people say, the music's too loud. And one, again, I kind of cut my videos like music videos, so I do like the music a little bit loud. And two, which is more importantly, I've been having this debate forever, people listen to things on so many fucking uh, different platforms, whether that be a crappy laptop, uh, great headphones, things like that. So how it works is when you're listening to... Uh, things that have music underneath and you have headphones on, you can really hear the music. When you're listening to on a crappy laptop or a phone, you can hear the music a lot less. If you're listening to on a big speakers, again, music. The same reason why when they master songs now, they they... All the big mastering companies, when they mix like music and stuff like that, they try to make it really so it can go loud, but they have to flatten it down so much that when you listen to it on a laptop or earbuds, it sounds dead. So when I'm cutting things, I like to listen to it on earbuds, nice headphones, and then also uh, just like a crappy computer speaker. And I try to... Make I try to neutralize the bad more than I neutralize the good. Because if you're listening to on something good and the music's loud, I think it's still fine. But that's kind of the thing. I try to find that balance. And a lot of people don't get that. And a lot of companies I argue with all the time over my life where we're, we're mixing songs and they're mixing on these big speakers and they're like, this sounds perfect. I go, yeah, until someone's listening on their laptop and you're not going to be able to hear the music and the rhythm's not going to like connect with you. So that's what it is. I, I, I've subscribed to more of the like fucking DIY version and they're where, yeah, it might sound a little worse than the fucking thumping bass of a perfect mix on a big speaker. But, you know, the majority of people are listening to things on fucking earbuds and it will sound better for them. So that's another thing that I've uh, dealt with. Now, a lot of people will say, no, this is going back to real life criticisms of, of uh, you know, people that do stuff like me. They go, and this is a, a decent amount of people say stuff like this. Whenever you start criticizing this, they'll say, oh, you're just mad that it's not easier for a man anymore. Or, you're just mad that, you know, the, you, the system's not benefiting you. They'll kind of, you know, you're just not mad. You're mad that like white guys have it, you know, whatever, right? You have things we've heard a million times and you go, okay. So that's what you think. And you go, all right. Let me do a little test of the two of us. Who do you think's more mad? Honestly, who who seems angrier out of the two of us? When I make a video, does it seem like I'm mad or does it seem like I'm having fun? 
And when you criticize my video, does it seem like you're mad or does it seem like you're having fun? So when you're when you see these people making fun of, you know, my thing or whatever, attacking me, this is coming with venom, a lot of venom. I'm not mad. I'm calling a spade a spade. You know, I might have a yelly tone. That's what it looks like when I'm having fun with my fun with my friends. But I don't think I have venom in my body right now. I'm actually fine. I like what I do. I like doing comedy and I'm having fun. So to me, it's so obvious that you're the mad one. So, and you go, talk about these guys are pissed off and you go, no, no, no. The problem is you want us to, you want to say this, like we're going to change the game. So it's harder for men and less men in comedy club, whatever the fuck. And then you also want us to be like, yes, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Or you know what? I'm going to kick myself out of the house. You know, Jefferson style from fresh Prince. Like, you know what? You guys nailed it. I am out of here and I'm going to do a backflip out. Enjoy. You're like, no, what I'm going to say is shut up. You're stupid. Doesn't mean I'm mad. But you're like, what you're you're the one that's mad that I'm not jazzed. And then on top of that, the fact that people connect with this kind of comedy and art and it's crushing your fucking nonsense and all these people that make this crap that no one wants to watch and people that are actually good destroy them in comedy clubs. And that infuriates your people, yo people. So yeah, when I go to a comedy club, and uh, some fucking woke writer for the Stephen Colbert show goes up, bombs, and then I smash. Do you think I'm mad that that happened? Or do you think I'm like, <laughs> no, it makes me laugh. I'm laughing at you. I'm not angry. Do we, does it sound like the boys cast has a venomous listenership? I don't think so. Everyone seems like they're like, yo, this is fucking good. <laughs> I'm mad. And they're just like, yeah, good. That's, that's the gist of what we're getting out here. Now... The problem is, and I'm gonna, there is a criticism I have of both sides right now, is this, the, the issue with the fucking left and the, you know, the right has this too, is both sides want the other side to disappear. This is what, you know, I'm all a fucking shit disturber and I ain't going anywhere unless you take a, you know, you come for the king, you better fucking not miss, which I'm, listen, I'm, I know it's coming, but my point is, is they go, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They want to say, uh, these guys are done. You know, we're done listening to men. And then you want them to just disappear. And you don't want to hear legitimate grievances of people being like, okay, well, you know, uh, excuse me, miss, <laughs> madame, hand up in the air. I have a little question for you. Is it possible that I'm not going to keep my mouth shut and not have a job? Like, sorry. And they go, just get out of here. It's your time's over. Meh, 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 meh. Boo, boo, boo. And you go. All right, well, yeah, I'm not doing that. And that's kind of the way the fucking a lot of the right wing people do with when, uh, you know, people being like millennials that have like, I'm broke, I can't get a job, I have no money. And they're kind of like, you know, well, too bad. They're like a little bit of the too bad party. And you have to listen to legitimate grievances. If people are like, I'm fucking pissed and I'm mad. There is something to be said about 
you know, they might, they're definitely wrong about the solution. But the fact that you have a whole sector of the population angry, just the same way that, you know, when a bunch of truckers are angry and everyone goes learn to code, you're like, okay, whatever you disagree with their solution, the fact that you have a bunch of truckers angry, six million of them, it is a real problem and you need to have a society. You know, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. If you have a house and you have seven people living there and four people are angry, if they're wrong, it doesn't matter. So you do need to listen to people's grievances. If you're in a relationship and she's pissed off and you'd be like, well, you're wrong about that. That wasn't a big deal. And you go, okay, but you're this stup- you still got to either break up or not, you know, and this country can't, well, maybe it could, but you have to still listen to people on their fucking grievances. And that's what the left is sort of becoming more of the too bad party because that was a little bit on the right where they were sort of always historically, it was the pull your steps up from the bootstraps where the dad of the thing, like, you know, like it's your own fault. Anything that was bad to you has happened, you know, and that was what the probably the original left was criticizing about them. It's like, no, there is real disadvantages some people have. And now these people are kind of like, you're fucked, you're fucked, you're fucked. You're like, well, okay, but what if I'm a guy that like, uh, you know, they refuse to let me have this job and, the, I'm, you know, I'm 19 years old. Like my friend worked at CBC. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> All right, whatever. Anyways, he wanted to fucking hire an intern and they said, okay, you can't hire any interns that are white. And he's like, all right, but you know, it's a, there's like a, we're talking about the fucking film industry. Like half the people that do this shit are like, you know, started we're like skateboard kids and snowboarders and stuff like that. And they go, you can't hire anyone that's white. That's what it is. And he's like, kept putting out resumes, and then he got like ten resumes. It was like white, you know, <laughs> fucking white boy skateboarder kids that want to be an intern there or whatever. And then he couldn't find someone because they restrict. And imagine when you're one of those people, and they go okay, but doesn't this suck that I like, I'm thing and I can't do this. And they go, well, too bad. You're like, no, you need to listen to everyone's concerns. And I think there is a bit of that on, on both sides, but one side's probably worse. But the idea of no one's grievances are listened to the same reason. So that's, that's the big thing that's happening right now. And it is the left taking all of the characteristics of the old, right? They're puritanical. And now they're the too bad for you party, you know? So uh, the Silicon Valley guys, since I did that diversity sketch, have been uh, feeling the kid. I got all these guys that are like new Peter Thiel and like one guy that's like, I got maybe I don't say their names, but like these big, you know, these guys, these guys have these big companies and they reached out and they're like, we want to make a, a movie and we want to like fund it or whatever. So uh, there was there there was something to be said about um there looks like there's new things emerging where these this guy it's just a guy and he's like yo we all fucking want like fun like a movie for you to do this and I was like at first I go I don't want to fucking make a movie then I started thinking about it I was like what if I made like a cool mockumentary movie about like a Silicon Valley company and all this stuff or you know a guy that was canceled I was kind of like maybe like the my Mark Diamond company like a Vice type blog and a documentary I was kind of I got my wheels turning and I was starting to feel cool about it I go listen we got all these companies and they they have these connections at Amazon, so they don't need the big networks. And I go, I'm starting to, okay, there might be a path here to do something cool in that system to be like an FU. Oh, yeah, and they like kind of were doing something with the South Park guys, too. And I was like, oh, this stuff was starting to feel cool. I was like, oh, that's America. There you go. A bunch of guys, they're like, yo, we're rich, and we're just going to like make something because we want, like, as a middle finger. And I was starting to, I was being, feeling like that was kind of cool. I was like, that was something. But there is a bit of this, the right wing premium, I was kind of, you know, a lot of these sites that I was telling them, there is a part of where you go, listen, if you was going to work for a place, and I think if anyone's going to like say online that I'm like a right wing guy, or I'm going to be like the right, maybe a Breitbart writer, 
you know, they kind of have to pay you more because like you're making such a social sacrifice that you basically so many other places would never hire you now. Like you're doing all this stuff. Not that it's right or wrong. I mean, you should be able to work wherever you want and, you know, work wherever you want after. But the problem is this is how that's just the game right now. So it's always in my mind. You're like, listen, if I was going to do something there, there'd have to be a premium financially because (laughs) I'm going to be hearing about it. But now it's starting to feel a little bit like to me, you go, yeah, but to work at a left-wing place or, you know, a traditional place, it's got to be a bit of a premium too because, A, I'm like gambling with my rep, like my life because there's a good chance that all your people are going to come try to make me disappear, try to ruin my life, and then you're going to be clamping down on what I can say and you kind of like, yeah, it seems like they're almost evening out right now where I've kind of updated my opinion where I'm like, yeah, both these motherfuckers have a premium. It's it's so crazy that I'm on the phone having these conversations with people and all I'm thinking is like, if I take this deal, I'm done. I'm living in, I guess part of me is like, I want to be like renegade, like, yo, fuck the system, fuck the industry. We don't need shit. And then a part of me is like, if they, if I get hired from your place, are you going to take my social media away and dig through my tweets? <laughs> so part, yeah, part of me is like, yo, fuck you. And then part of me is like, but I don't want to, I don't want to get in trouble with your people. So Silicon Valley, this is why they hate that stuff so much. They have a, this is the kind of, uh, you know, one of the guys I was talking to, like, he's a big fan. He, like, works in Silicon Valley and he's a brown dude. And he sent me this, he sent me this, he was like, an uh, Indian dude. He's like, check out this shit, like, we're dealing with. And I saw this and I was like, you know, this rules. Silicon Valley has a caste discrimination program, caste discrimination problem. So last episode, you know, I went through the, or two episodes ago, I went through how they're like, Black guys need to be apologizing constantly. Now Indian guys are in the scope. Hey, line up Indian dudes, a little something for you. And they go, Silicon Valley has a caste discrimination program. And this is caste, if anyone doesn't know. It's um, because a lot of Indian people, what they do is they shit on the street. And then because of that, a lot of times they slip on all of the shit and they have to wear casts. So (laughs) when you're wearing casts to work because of all the shit that you slipped in, people go... Oh, this is just one of those guys that, you know, shits on the street. And then they think this weird about them. But the truth is they shouldn't be discriminated against just because they're wearing two casts to their job. All right. Got it. Get it. Good. No, the cast system is, you know, I guess that people that were richer have a different last name. And then they go, oh, this guy's a Patel. You know, I'm I am a fancy sing. I don't know which is which. But to me, I am a fancy uh, Sakuja. Whereas that is Amir Patel. And they have a you know, they're very uh, they high. And apparently they made it illegal 40 years ago or whatever. But they still kind of honor it, which is hilarious shit to be honoring you know, your old like British royalty be like, just so you know, I'm a Montague. And everyone's like, yeah, who gives a shit? And you're like, oh, uh, table two for Montague. And I don't know if you heard, but that should be a, uh, if you want to just put me ahead, I don't know if you heard, heard me when I said Montague. But uh, so I guess there's people in Silicon Valley that there's, first of all, this isn't really happening obviously but if it is and there is a few people that still want to get like credit for their cast hilarious I'm a Patel and that is a mere Montague okay so this is what they say when Maya a computer scientist left India in 2002 at age 21 she thought she was finally leaving her home country's oppressive caste system behind but she would soon realize that the caste discrimination didn't respect borders 
Cast discrimination, never respect warriors, man. They don't take no for an answer. It can't be stopped just because you got your cast on because of all the shit slipping. And for 18 years, she has faced discrimination at the hands of higher caste Brahmin Indians. Ooh, so that's the Brahmins. They're feeling good about themselves. Like, I'm a Brahmin. Hello, it is me, Brahmin. Oh my God, I am so sorry, sir. (laughs) They have established powerful cliques within the Silicon Valley's biggest companies. She has hidden her identity and even used fake names to get work. Silicon Valley is a huge place and first of all they've written 35 articles being like this is run by white men and now they're like she can't even get work because because of all the caste discrimination like which fucking is it how many times they're like in this article I even mention it um, but they go Silicon Valley is run by white men and they're like oh also like I can't even get a job because of all the brown people discriminating against me and you go uh well <laughs> which is it why would all these white people care we why would all these white dudes be respecting the caste system oh my god a brahmin my lucky stars holy shit this is a brahmin and then they see the other thing like oh uh hi i'm patel like <laughs> uh we just interviewed two brahmins so i would suggest you just hit, hit the door sister you know one would care and i cannot imagine if they did have these circles of Indians where, like, you know, they're discriminated against you, then don't work there. Like, if I was, uh, or since I am a, you know, white guy, and they had, like, a mafia, and the place was, like, mafia-owned, and it was, like, very important to be Italian, I go, yeah, I don't think I'm going to work at that place. So, you know, the two of the 9,000 countries that are Brahmins, you know, if, if, why don't you just not work there? Like, you know, there's a billion other places instead of changing your name, you're coming in like, uh, like Mr. Burns or when Homer was trying to be Mr. Burns, what's your name? Uh, Burns. What's your first name? I don't know. You come in. Uh, what's, uh, what's your uh, last name? My name's, uh, Maya. What's your last name? Uh, Cromin. <laughs> and you go, just don't apply there. Like, why are you, what are you wearing? A fake mustache? And <laughs> she's trying to pretend she's an Indian Brahmin. So she's coming up with extra back hair and stuff. You know, the whole thing. <laughs> fake, two fake cast to show that she's a Brahmin. Okay. So then, and then she there goes on in the sentence to say, there was a widespread discrimination problem. And you go, is there a widespread or is it three places are weird? You know what? This article should be like, one company prefers their own. <laughs> there is not a widespread caste discrimination pro. I've never heard of this. I've I grew up with a ton of Indian dudes. None of them ever mention it. I'm not saying this never happens, but the idea that this is widespread. Vice has no problem just making outrageous claims with no fucking backing whatsoever. Some girl, this is their evidence so far, Maya 21 shows up and she's like, I'm being discriminated against. Widespread discrimination, run it. Front page. Brown dudes are in the crossfire. That's why they're coming over to the boys cast. I got you. You don't need to worry about these fucking dorks. For decades, this silent discrimination has remained hidden. As Dalits, so Dalits are the Dalits are the bad ones. <laughs> Dalits. Yeah, it's a Dalite. You you bring a girl home, you know, you bring a girl home and your dad who's a Brahmin comes up and he goes, Is that a Dalit in my house? <laughs> a lot of spitting on the ground right now. If you bring a Dalit if you ever bring a delete in my household, you are no longer a Brahmin. I'll tell you what, you'll be taking her last name because no delete will be in my Brahmin home. 
<sighs> this is what they say. And for decades this has taken place as deletes have been terrified of speaking out. Oh my God, that's a delete. Oh my, who, do you think that when they get, they get all hard when they see the thing, they see the last name and they go, oh my, that's a delete. Uh, hello, um, Mr. Delete. Uh, I don't know if that's their last name. <laughs> or if that's, their, uh, if that's the cast is delete or the name. I don't know. Listen. I don't know. Some of the Indian dogs, some of the boys that are Indian. You tell me. This is funny stuff, though. I can't believe, like, <laughs> they're, they're trying to make a thing about the caste system. Like, it's over. You don't even know what it's like. If you're a brown dude. There's a, you know how many brown dudes I know? And, and like, i telling you, I don't know what their caste is. They don't care. They don't bring it up. Maybe that's because they're all deletes. Uh, you know what I mean? I go, I go, hey, have you heard of this delete thing? They go, oh, oh no, 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 no. no. I, I wouldn't even worry about that. I go, Oh shit, you're a delete. I'm actually a Bruman. Bro, what is it? Bruman? He doesn't even know how to pronounce it. They're just desperately trying to prove that they are one of the high levels. You see, you see social seclusion within your colleagues. They don't want to eat lunch with you. This is the most ridiculous shit. They don't smile back at you. Yeah, never smile at a delete. They do, they do, you know what they try to do is they try to delete the deets, deletes from all social activities from the sounds of it from me. They do have, they will not have longer conversations with you. So if a delete comes up at you in the hallway and they go, how are things going? Oh, pretty good. Time's up, delete. All right. <laughs> delete yourself from this convo. That's how much time you get from me. Oh, is that a Brahmin? So why don't you start with how you got into the industry, Brahmin? You know, take a seat. Let's have a chat. Hey, delete. Why don't you get us? Hey, delete. Why don't you get us a fucking apple, huh? Bring us, bring it. Hey, why don't you bring the Brahmin some grub? Make yourself useful, delete. Hey, delete. They're just constantly teasing her. That's what they say about the deletes. If I use my real name, I get excluded from the inter the I will get excluded from the interviews. This just can't be true. <laughs> like there's not really anything more to say about this than this just can't be true that there's a huge problem in Silicon Valley where if you weren't from the right you're not the right type of India, you're fucked. You can't get an interview, you can't get a job, no one's having a conversation with you. This just straight up could not possibly be true. The claim of widespread caste discrimination across the valley is backed up by the accounts of six deletes living in the U.S. Case closed, six deletes. This is uh, not how stats work. <laughs> the claim of widespreads. Imagine we're talking about, you know, scientific study. This is what Vice, they go, we have a hypothesis that the deletes are getting fucking screwed over. No one will even talk to them. And they go, what's the evidence? You go... Six people came to Vice and they think they're getting discriminated against. It's like if you did a poll right now of the world of everyone, especially that, you know, is like a fucking woke person. And you said, do you feel discriminated against? I think 95 percent of them would say, hell yeah, I do. I read three articles this morning telling me why I'm a victim. Are you kidding me? My life is hell on earth. That's what they would say. So I don't even know what the what the fuck you think you're talking about with this evidence. When you your evidence of wide widespread, you've literally used in the same sentence you said widespread discrimination, and then you've said six people said it. Do you know is is there 
Is anyone even pretending to care? Or is Vice Magazine just a bunch of monkeys on typewriters? <laughs> they just they go, they just show him a picture of a victim and they go, make some of this. He goes, look, 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 look. That's what's going on there. Deletes make up roughly 25% of the Indian population, but because they are typically not afforded the same educational opportunities as higher caste Indians, the number of deletes coming to the U.S. is significantly lower. All right, so there's not even that many deletes. <laughs> I hope I'm saying that wrong. Dalty. Whatever. Either way. Bad caste. Yuck. <laughs> I wish we had caste systems here. It would be pretty funny. You know, like my, like Ireland, you know, I'll tell you what, the fucking, when people come at me with the like Irish is scum, I'm like, uh, yeah, I have two uncles that died of drug overdoses. I can definitely tell you that my Irish side is, is scum. I always, I was doing a joke where I was like, I'm part uh, European, uh, royal, I'm part uh, high end European royalty blood and part disgusting filthy Irish. So it's half and half. But the fact that, uh, like most of my friends that are whatever, like they don't, they don't care. People are from, my mom grew up in the projects. She's, she's like kind of proud of it low key. She's like, you know, we're from the fucking projects. Other kids weren't supposed to hang out with us. She's like, she's always, she's like a very sweet lady, but my mom has a little bit of like, just so you know, don't fuck with me. I'm like, I mean, you're a six year old lady. I don't know who's fucking with you. <laughs> she's got that like attitude from the project days. Um, but if deletes make up 1% of the Indian population, even if they make up 1% of population, with, which is roughly 3 million, that would mean 30,000 deletes are being discriminated against, with almost all of them living in fear. That is not what that means. The, the, the logic jumping is so fucking funny. It's, it's the most, like, girl logic I've ever heard in my life. Like, think about this sentence just in terms of, like, if you ever took 101 in lo logic and you go, okay... So this we we think that we think that even if we take your premise where we go we think deletes are being discriminated against you go if deletes make up 1% of the population of the Indian of Indian population which is roughly 3 million that would mean 30,000 deletes are being discriminated against. No, it doesn't, because you've yet to prove, even if you prove that you think that some are being discriminated against in Silicon Valley, that doesn't mean that that many work in Silicon Valley. That also doesn't mean that every delete, as you say, the scummy deletes as Vice Magazine, even as you say, is getting discriminated against. Like, at most, I think you would find out that, like, this is 100 people. And that's being fucking real generous. And then you go, yeah, we concluded it was 30,000. And you go, well, what did you do? Well, a girl told us they're being discriminated against. And then we took the percentage of deletes. And then just, that's it. That was our number. And you go, well, did you use any other factors for your, like, studies, like the blinds or whatever? And you go, no, no, we just said, how many deletes are there? Okay, that's how many are being discriminated against living in fear. <laughs> Let me assure you, I know lots of Indian people. I'm sure a lot of them are deletes, but been, I didn't realize they've been keeping it a secret. And fair enough, now that I know that no one will even have a conversation with them, I, I get why. But I'm going to be looking at you next time I see you Larry David style. I go, are you a delete? You look at me, look at me in the eyes, tell me you're not a delete. Now that I realize that it's, you know, the, such a cardinal part of how they're treated badly, but that still wouldn't mean that because I have lots of people that aren't, don't feel discriminated against, even though they are, as you call it, low class scum, which I don't see it like that personally. This is Vice Magazine's word. I'm taking the words out of your mouth, your mouth, Vice. I'm glad someone said this to me, fire article. I've seen IBM contractors on the same floor that I work openly talking about caste. Op oh, and openly talking down to the lower caste. 
saying these people don't deserve to be here. It's just really chest thumping their castiest I am theology. Just, I am Patel. <laughs> what are you talking about? Brahmin. Thumping their chest. Just so you know, you don't deserve to be here. No, no, they're not doing that. There is definitely no one at IBM. <laughs> here you go. This is what Vice is accusing happening right now. They're saying at fucking IBM, there's a guy of the Brahmin cast who's walking into the programming lounge, beating his chest. <laughs> I know they're saying metaphorically beating his chest, but basically beating his chest, saying that, oh, you don't deserve to be working at IBM. And, and then they put, do you think that that's the Indian thing? Like he, he plays the nice guy. He's just the Brahmins. Like, you know, he just, but the white people, he's like, oh, hello. How are you doing? You know, oh, just so coding. Thank you, sir. And then the guy leaves and he goes, let's cut the shit. I don't even have a fucking accent. I'm a Brahmin and you will respect me. You will respect the Brahmins deletes. The white guy walks back. And, oh, hello. Oh, yeah. Just a couple brown guys. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. If there's any indication that you've been running out of stuff. Vice Magazine says, if you write articles about how you're victims, we will publish them no matter what. So, I mean, I got to do some, I, I feel like I'm not so much the hoax guy. I, I think I was doing it about some prank calls, but like, man, people have put some good shit through these magazines because they will publish anything. If I came to them and I go, I'm Irish and I'm being discriminated against because at my work, everyone's coming up to me and pouring alcohol on my head because they're like, you drunk fucking Irish fuck. And they've been, you know, I go for lunch, I come, and then my lunch pail was just, they dumped a beer in there to call me a drunk fuck. They would go, oh my God, can you have this done by, can I, can I have this article by the end of the day and here is your pay of $9 because <laughs> that's the vice pay. It is insane what they will say. No. There isn't anyone at IBM walking into a, uh, a, 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 a or whatever you call that, a coding lounge, a coding lounge full of Indian coders and high five in the Brahmins and looking at the ones that are the deletes and being like, you shouldn't even be in this room. It did not happen. And if it did, it was either a joke or a very, very anecdotal one situation. One Brahmin that's got a real chip on his shoulder. Maybe the guy stole his girlfriend, you know? Maybe the guy stole his girlfriend. He's, you know, he had his other Brahmin girlfriend. And then the guy stole his, fucked his girl. And he's like, you're going to be with this guy? He's a fucking delete. Like, you know, when you get, like, when someone crashes your car, you're just trying to say the worst stuff. He's, this, but he's a fucking delete. You know, so that's the only scenario where I could maybe even see that that could possibly make sense. They say several specifically blamed. I don't even know this name. Narendra Modi's increasingly divisive policies of Hindu nationalism, which combined with Donald Trump's brand of populism in the U.S. has created an atmosphere that allows this discrimination to survive. And we've come full circle. It's Trump's fault. Thank you very much, folks. It's Trump's fault. So now we have Indian guys that can't. No one's talking to them. They're stealing their lunch. The guy opens a bag of chips. The guy comes, just knocks it out of his hands. Like, take that, fucking delete. <laughs> this is all happening. And he's getting bullied in the lounge. And the re and this is a girl we're talking to too. So you know, I even more so some old guy being like, "Hey Maya, twenty-one year old hot brown chick, you can fuck yourself because you're a delete." Not happening. Getting the fucking eating cereal, you know, knocks her curry onto her face, whatever the fuck. Not happening. But even if it is, we have come to full circle. 
to this is the fault of none other than Donald J. motherfucking Trump. <sighs> is there anything that isn't his fault? You know, so I was at the bar and this chick wasn't feeling me. I was hitting on her. Trump. Oh, it's like a guy doesn't like TV shows with a chick making it. Trump. There is nothing. I couldn't get it up because of Donald J. You know, I was just pushing rope. Pushing wet noodle into a vagina when I was drunk because Trump created an atmosphere where I could not achieve a boner. Mr. Trump, please stop creating an environment where this is happening. And that comes from all of us, all the boys. We're sick of this, man. Deletes are people too. And the Brahmins ain't so hot. Listen, I know that you think you're the fucking hot shit because you're a Brahmin. You're just people just like any of us. Just to get yours, we're just people. Don't look down on me because you're a Brahmin and I'm not in your cast. Please, please and thank you that you have your two casts on. That's my message, you know. Brahmins, deletes, we're all the same. Come together right now. Brahmins and deletes. So that's my inspirational positive message from the boys cast. Now, everyone, thank you for sharing my videos. Comedians canceling. Comedians came out today popping off because I'm actually filming this Monday because I'm out of town for three days. I'm doing dates and I'm all around. So I had to make sure that I did this, even though I said Fridays for the boys. I lied. It's Monday because that's when I'm doing this, making sure I'm not missing them. I'm, I'm planning in advance. The video came out today. It's already at like, you know, 250,000 at the time of recording. So I'm happy about that. Thank you for everyone supporting me at patreon.com slash the boys cast and telling a friend. And I don't think I've mentioned this in a while, but what really does help is when people take a screenshot of the podcast and then they post about it in their Instagram story or Twitters and stuff like that and say, yo, check out this podcast. It actually does really help because that's the most way that I fucking hear about podcasts is someone telling me like, yo, check out this podcast. Like Danny, tell me about a new podcast. He's on, he's on, he's on the scene or some of my friends. So I find that really helps. And if you want to donate, patreon.com slash the boys cast. We have like a bunch of episodes up there that are extra. If you get that hankering for more cost, if you need some fucking more boys cost, a lot of people have been accusing me of the Canadian accent lately. I've been getting plenty of that. Because in my mind, I'm like, I don't have one. But I've been getting a lot of people being like, oh, the way he says about. And I go, I need to get rid of this accent. The maple syrup accent. Scum. Disgusting Canadians. I'm trying. I want to be one of you. I'm an Uncle Tom Canadian. I'm ashamed of my country. I want to be an American. All right. Thank you for supporting the boys cast. Peace, everybody. Peace.